Welcome to Good God, Conversations That Matter About Faith and Public Life. I'm George Mason, your host, and I'm pleased to introduce uh, for our American Faith series of Good God, uh, my friend and colleague in the religious community here in Dallas, Harbhajan Singh Vedi. Uh, we're so grateful to have you with us to talk about the Sikh religion, uh, and Harbhajan, thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here, uh, and I hope uh, to increase the understanding of people regarding my faith and generally about other faiths that are part of um, our community here in Dallas, and uh, especially Georgia. I want to thank you for uh, uh, including me in this series, uh, and uh, this is really a wonderful thing to bring people closer. Thank you very much. Well, and we've gotten closer because of our work in Faith Forward Dallas at Thanksgiving Square, and you've been involved with the Interfaith Council there at Thanksgiving Square. And so uh, you've been very committed to this interreligious um, uh, dialogue and also in fighting for justice in our community too. So uh, I think people would be interested in uh, some brief information uh, about uh, the Sikh religion, because uh, it is uh, something that I think most Americans still have a great learning curve uh, to, uh, to achieve uh, here. And so um, uh, the religion originated in Punjab uh, in India in the 15th century, about the time that we say Columbus discovered America, uh, Guru Nanak uh, create, uh, had these spiritual insights and created the Sikh religion and say some of the things that people should want to know, uh, tell us what characterizes the beliefs and practices of Sikhs. Okay, okay. Sikh faith originated in the 15th century, like you mentioned, and um, it was a movement at that time. It was a movement for equality because during that time, uh, there were a lot of divisions, casteism and, um, oppression in, in the world. And uh, Guru Nanak, the founder, he, he created a movement that was based on equality of everyone, mm -hmm. uh, oneness of God, that there is one God and everybody is equal, including women that were not treated equally, right. especially during those periods. Mm -hmm. um, the, the religion itself is based on three fundamental pillars which is one is spiritual, which is to, to praise that Lord, praise the God that created us all, that is one father of us all. Mm -hmm. And the other is to a social responsibility, to earn your living, not to depend on handouts, not mm -hmm. to be um, a burden on others. So mm -hmm. uh, India is a big country and you go there, you, you see a lot of beggars, but you will mm -hmm. be hard pressed to find a Sikh as a beggar, because that uh -huh. is ingrained through religious thought that you work for yourself, mm -hmm. uh, provide for your family. And the mm -hmm. third pillar is to share what you have. Now, some people out of no fault of their own, I guess, are not able to fend for themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the religion has a big service part um, that you uh, provide for others that are not able to fend for themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, in Harmandir Sahib, our holy place, like the Vatican is for Christians, uh, mm -hmm. or Mecca is for the Islamic people. 
there is a kitchen and it feeds about 100,000 people every day. Every day? Every day, every day. Wow. And uh, it's a massive, and that is to incorporate that third pillar that you, people should not go hungry. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, and every Gurdwara, every Sikh temple has that, um, that institution of community kitchen. Anybody can walk in without regard to their faith or their uh, background or whatever and get a good meal at a Sikh temple. Mm -hmm. So that is the third. And it's not limited to just meals or food. It's lim you share uh, in people's sorrows and pains, like the time we are going through right now, coronavirus, a lot of mm -hmm. people are dying, a lot of suffering. Mm -hmm. And the Sikh community is to share uh, their pain to perhaps um, see what they need, what their family needs, and to, to lighten that burden of pain. So those are the three pillars that the, the faith is based on, basically. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned the uh, Gurdwara's uh, kitchen. Uh, and the, mm -hmm. the, the Sikh temples um, are, are really like community centers, aren't they? I mean, there's a, there is a sense of, uh, of welcome and provision that happens, a sense of sympathy and companionship uh, that, uh, is, uh, that builds a, a feeling of community uh, that, you know, sometimes uh, when uh, people go to their religious places of worship. They simply go and then they leave, having conducted some exercises in prayer and worship. But that's all it is. It's it's more or less a an experience between that person and God at that place of worship. Uh, but this is not the nature of Sikh community and um, the Sikh religion, is it? Mm. You are absolutely right. A Sikh Gurdwara is a community center. And originally, and even to this day, uh, the Gurdwaras are um, places of worship. They are places of training. They are places mm -hmm. where people can walk in and get protection, food. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's kind of a, a complete center where you could provide for all your social needs as well social right. and spiritual needs. Mm -hmm. Suppose um, in olden days, there was a lot of persecution and there was uh, maybe violence at home and a woman would feel comfortable going to a Gurdwara and getting the protection. A yeah. Sikh, and, and a Sikh would regard anybody, um, you know, during, like you mentioned, Sikhs were warriors, warriors. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they had a very high ethics. They were, mm -hmm. they were not only soldiers, but they were saints. They were yes. spiritually rooted. They were spiritually rooted and very high ethics. They would not um, fire on an enemy that was retreating. Mm. And if the enemy did fall, they would render that enemy the same service as they would render their own soldiers. Yes. You know? Um, and, and uh, you know, if, uh, if somebody was uh, getting oppressed and he ran into, he, he saw sick somewhere, he will run to that sick because he was sure to get protection. Uh, let, let's stop there and say, this mm -hmm. is a very interesting thing I think many Americans would like to understand because mm -hmm. uh, you, you are wearing um, a uh, turban uh, that mm -hmm. uh, conceals your hair that is left uncut 
Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that uh, this part of uh, Sikh identity is both a, an act of devotion toward God in terms of letting your hair grow, but also the turban is a sign uh, to others. And I, I'd love for you to communicate uh, to people, what should people see when they look at Harbhajan or another Sikh with a turban? What should they, what should they immediately think in their minds uh, that would help them to identify and relate to you better? Hmm. You know, that is a, that's a very good question. Now the Sikhs maintain their hair as one of the five Ks and that, that was when a Sikh got baptized for the first time in 1699. Uh, mm. He was given those uh, five Ks and one of them was the hair case. Yes. And uh, so they don't, and it is a sign of devotion. It's a sign mm. of uh, the oath that we take, uh, mm. the vow that we take. Uh, and it is a sign that uh, um, perhaps that's how God intended us to be. You know, so mm. it's an it's a acceptance. Is acceptance yes. of whatever um, in Christianity, I've people say that God made man in His own image, you know, yes. and um, uh, so we feel it, it, it. This is how it was intended, and the Sikhs are very simple people. They are not, um, you know, they believe in simplicity, simple dressing, mm -hmm. simple mm -hmm. living, simple eating, and. Uh, and not to be too fashionable, you know, I, I would. <laughs> and and it's, it's not that we necessarily all have long hair. I am kind of almost getting bald. <laughs> and so, so it's a good thing it hides my bald. <laughs> Our ninth guru was beheaded by the, the Mughal rulers that ruled India at that time. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and all the six that were there at the time, they ran away in fear. They mm -hmm. would not reclaim his body mm -hmm. because they, they would also be the targets of the rulers of those times. And eventually one brave person took his body to the 10th Guru, Guru Gobind Singh. And then he said, well, he want the six to have an identity that they would not be able to um, hide, they would be visible, they would have the courage to stand. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that's what, when he actually baptized the five six, he gave mm -hmm. the identity. Yes. Six are devoted to that and they stand, um, you know, there are stand your ground laws in yes. <laughs> US many states. So he said, well, you stand your ground, you don't run, you, if you are being persecuted, you you defend yourself and if somebody else is being persecuted, you defend that person too. It doesn't matter what faith that person is. Uh, but you see this thing, um, the warrior feeling goes with the saintly. It does not come out of enmity or hatred or right. anything. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it is, uh, uh, we still, uh, the Sikhs are still supposed to love people of all different traditions, uh, different faiths, just like they love you, love your neighbor as yourself. That kind of feeling is ingrained into the Sikh psyche. I, I think it's interesting. You mentioned earlier the um, basic tenets of Sikh religion. 
the oneness of God, uh, the, the equality of all people, a reverence for life generally, uh, and a willingness to defend the weak and the vulnerable, and uh, a duty to do so as well and to serve. Uh, these are things that I think if you were to ask most Americans, what are characteristics of the American religious ethos? Mm -hmm. uh, they might mention those very things. And uh, then we come to uh, the Sikh religion and there they are. So here we have a general American idea of certain religious values that are mirrored in the Sikh religion. And yet, when we look at the world's fifth largest religion, Sikhism, mm -hmm. and a half a million Sikh Americans who live among us, uh, there is a kind of feeling of strangeness that people have toward Sikhs uh, in America, even though you are half a million Americans uh, among us. And, and so I, I think it's, it's, it's important for us probably to listen to what is the actual lived experience of a sick person in America. When you go about your daily life, uh, not just going to the Gurdwaras and living among your sick family and community, but in the larger population in an everyday way, uh, do you feel a sense of freedom? Do you feel a sense of fear? What, what is the common elements that you would like other Americans to know and understand about being sick in America? Mm. Well, one thing um, um, is that the, there is um, confusion. Yes. A general American person uh, is not aware of what sick faith is and what Sikhs look like. Mm. Uh, so they are confused. There is a, there has been a lot of uh, issues with the, the people from Middle East, like for mm -hmm. instance, 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. and, uh, people have, uh, uh, you know, they have tended to put the six in the same category as not that, you know, everybody has a dignity and self-respect and is a good person. There are a few um, in every, uh, in yes. every faith and every religion, there are a few that are extreme extremists, you could mm -hmm. call terrorists, that do damage. That's right. Um, but we tend to be put in, even though we've been, um, you know, um, part of the American uh, society for over a century, um, mm -hmm. and um, we have um, contributed just like our faith would say, hey, in the country you live, and the citizens of the country you are, you be part of it and you be, you defend that nation. I, mm -hmm. I sometimes ask my children, you know, if there was a, suppose there was a war and it was India and it was America, what side would it, they would be on the American side. You know, they yes. would identify more with the, the uh, to defend the American values. Um, but there is confusion and we have felt that. 
and mm-hmm. sometime during those times even when i went out and people would um, shout out say hey, sama something like that you know sama yes. right. some words which would uh, say hey i have nothing to do with those kind of things and in fact mm-hmm. i would uh, um, fight uh, and our faith has fought those those ideology um but there is a confusion so there is not that much understanding and um, uh generally in my life and my children's life i have found uh, uh that i have been okay you know i was born in africa and i felt the africans were super there is a total non discrimination they respect mm. your dignity and africa is a culture uh, i think we could take an example from uh mm-hmm. then i went to england and uh, english people are also great people um i went there as a refugee from mm-hmm. uganda because uh-huh. idi amin came there and there was a revolution <laughs> uh-huh, yeah there was a coup and uh, so i went and the and uh, what i i almost feel every day that i owe to the british people is they provide scholarship and i got educated through that mm-hmm. uh, you know so so th- that was nice but there is still a lot of discrimination in england and mm-hmm. america i find is much 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 better okay. you know we overlook we overlook the goodness of america american people are very generous very open they reward hard work uh, so i myself have been the benefit beneficiary mm-hmm. of this american life they mm-hmm. accept you as you are um uh, there are a few however who are you know not understanding our culture our faith our religion my children have faced um coming up in the 19 because we moved here in 87 and my children grew up here in north texas and uh, there were not that many sikhs at that time there still aren't that many right now but uh, they were the only people who were having uh, their hair uncut and right. they had a smaller turban on their head and so people were curious they mm-hmm. they they would touch their hair they would uh, make jokes mm-hmm. about it jokes about it and uh, sometimes they felt dejected hey dad why why are we being treated like that yes so so that was my first experience of interfaith and i went to the schools i explained to the little children hey this is our faith and and it it became more acceptable and this is exactly what you are doing um, that mm-hmm. we we talk about it we understand and and the teachers and the little children um, were invited to our homes and they you know they became friends yes and this is what needs to be done at the grassroots level but mm-hmm. like you said there is understanding that is missing in general american about the sikh way about the sikh faith uh and then uh, you know i'm always trying to find ways how to increase that so we become yes. like you know we know each other we know deep down hey these people may look different but their values are just same as us under the skin right we believe in the same same values and i believe you know this uh, say america was founded on uh, christian judaism values mm-hmm. and i find those values are uh, same in other faiths Mm-hmm. there is freedom of expression there is a freedom of religion in the mm-hmm. american constitution is right. in 
and the inst- in some countries is not there you know at That's least right. we have right. our constitution and, is on our side yeah right and we can then the goal is for us to live up to it um i, I was reading a, a an article by um a sick man uh, who said, you have to go out of your way to prove you are not a threat in mm. America if you are sick. And we, we know that this is part of the challenge that we have because uh, I'll just mention, th- I, I think our, our listeners uh, should be aware of at least these three very tragic episodes in uh, the past 20 years. Uh, that Sikhs have had to grieve. Uh, the first was right after 9-11, uh, when in Mesa, Arizona, um, right. Bill Bill Singh uh, Sodi, uh, a convenience store operator, uh, owner of, uh, of a store there, um, a man named Frank Roque um, said to his friends that he was going to go out and shoot some towel heads that day. Mm. And he found... Um, he found this man and uh, and and killed him. Uh, he he didn't know what to do with his rage, and he was too ignorant to know the difference. And he just uh, you know took a man's life. Uh, in 2012, uh, Wade Michael Page uh, went to a Sikh temple in uh, Oak Creek uh, in Wisconsin and uh, opened fire. Uh, with his nine millimeter and went through the uh, Gurdwara and uh, took four lives and later more uh, died. Uh, but uh, again, uh, mistaking in this case, um, a six for uh, Muslim terrorist threats. Uh, and, and then in 2019 here in, in Texas, uh, Sandeep uh, Dhaliwal, um, a Houston police officer who s- stopped uh, a man um, for a traffic stop was uh, w- was shot and, and murdered uh, again. We believe as a hate crime uh, mm-hmm. as a result of this. These are um, these are episodes that are deeply grievous uh, because we're talking about um, ignorance that leads to uh, this kind of violence. Um, but it, it also points to how far we have to go, right, in, uh, in, in learning who our neighbors are and understanding uh, that the differences we see uh, in appearance, say, for instance, uh, are differences that rather than being seen as a threat, if they are understood, they could become a welcome celebration of the gifts and diversity of our neighbors that enrich us. And uh, here we have uh, an example, I think, of uh, how, so first of all, even the name Singh, uh, meaning lion, meaning courage, meaning defender, a person who will be a warrior for you to defend you when you need to be defended, and a turban being a signifier that you can count on this person to be there for you when you need them. This is, this is the kind of learning that we need more broadly in America to, uh, to become better neighbors, huh? That is uh, true, that's true. The, you know, uh, the name Singh was given uh, again by our 10th guru who said, no, you know, uh, you're all one, you, you don't, 
look at anybody's background because the society at that time was divided into different segments there was a low mm-hmm. and a high and he says right. you know everybody is the same and yes. and, and our langar our community kitchen is an institution that was to enforce that equality he says mm-hmm. everybody must sit at the same level and eat together before they can pray together see ah, lovely you know you must come together in a, and the food is a food is something that brings people closer you know mm-hmm. you, you you eat in the same place you get to know each other you you realize that people are the same there is no uh, and and even in india these days the, the, that uh, discrimination of people still exists you know yes. uh, hmm. uh, women still aren't treated equal but the sikh faith was uh, something that tried to break those things he says you know everybody is equal um, so uh, i think um, the word singh was given as a courage to not only defend but to for equality and mm-hmm. same thing for the women core that all women should be treated like princesses they, yes. you know um, so wonderful you, mm-hmm. well you know i before we conclude i think people would like to know even a little bit more so that in the practice of your religion um there is um you you keep mentioning gurus but uh the the gurus ended after was it nine uh nine gurus and now your scriptures effectively um remain uh as a kind of guru to you right uh the uh, adi granth uh the collection of hymns and poems by the gurus uh that you sing uh as a uh, a form of worship and uh and learning and uh wisdom uh, i think it would be fascinating for people to realize that uh the very heart of your faith is singing and uh is poetry is music uh that this is the nature of uh the the joy of your religion indeed indeed george uh, our scripture is composed of entirely of musical tones and poems in praise of the lord it mm-hmm. it is not there is no historical or political or anything it it could be sung by people from any corner of the earth you know uh, and it is we consider it almost uh, like an interfaith scripture not only the gurus but people saintly people from other faiths have also their mm-hmm. poems in it so so uh, it's it's a scripture of understanding and it's very musical and all our ceremonies whether they be the birth ceremony the death mm. or wedding they revolve around that scripture and our 10th guru guru gobind singh he said well from now on you treat this as the guru as your guide to life right and right. Uh, you know so we don't have any living gurus anymore is there a, a is there a is is there a, a passage of uh of, of scripture uh of an, uh, the adi granth that you would um grace us with that you could uh, uh say to us that would would uh, help us to understand some beautiful piece of your religious tradition mm-hmm. okay Okay shall I sing it in my language first and then I yes, can explain please. it Yes please If that is okay Yes please Okay Okay so this is 
Okay. So the scripture has 1430 pages and this is from page 1299 and it is it's one of the hymns that was that is written by our founder guru nanak and it it goes like this bisar gayi sab taat bisar gayi sab taat parai jab te saath sangat mohe paai na ko bairi nahi bigana सगल संग हमको बने आई जो प्रभु की न सो पल मने हो एह सो मत साधु ते पाई सब मेरा वरहा प्रभु एक पेख पेख नानक बिग साई okay so the translation goes like this i have totally forgotten the jealousy of others since i found the company of people of faith no one is my enemy and no one is a stranger i get along with everyone whatever god does i accept that is good this is the sublime wisdom i have obtained from the holy there is one god pervading in all gazing upon him beholding him nanak blossoms forth in happiness ah lovely and i hear in in that particular passage the key phrase uh, see no stranger Mm. which is uh, the the uh, title of uh, the sick woman uh, Valerie Kur uh, her book that has uh, come out this this past year and I have re- recently read uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it is a beautiful uh, book that I would recommend to people Valerie Kur uh, see no stranger a memoir and manifesto of revolutionary love uh Harbhajan this is what we experience from you my friend and uh, thank you for all that you do for our community uh, representing your own uh, sick religious faith and also uh, building up uh, the faith and community of others as well in america and in dallas texas thank you so much for being with me on good god today thank you thank you for having, having me and i hope this understanding this kind of dialogue continues with people of all faiths and it will bring us closer and lead to perhaps some more perfect union that we all dream about thank you so much thank you good god is created by dr george mason produced and directed by jim white social media coordination by cameron vickery good god Conversations with George Mason is the podcast devoted to bringing you ideas about God and faith and the common good. All material copyright 2021 by Faith Commons.